I'm Naomi Israel. And I'm Tiffany Yao. And you're listening to Get Your Impact On. Get Your Impact On is a show that features leading social entrepreneurs and innovators to inspire and empower you with the tools you need to make a meaningful, positive impact. Get Your Impact On is created in alignment with the key principles and lessons of Fulfill's curriculum, which is a nonprofit that focuses on empowering students to develop a social entrepreneurial mindset to make an impact and excel in their future careers. Because whether your difference is big or small, you can get your impact on. The problem that I was trying to figure out is how can we really get youth inspired to want to give back to their local communities? And so that was kind of how Fulfill came about. Pick a problem that you genuinely care about. What do you personally care about and value? You can't fail if you don't give up. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first episode. We are kicking it off by first interviewing my co-host, Tiffany Yao, who, by the way, is the founder and CEO of Fulfill, which produces this podcast. So for those who don't know, Fulfill is a nonprofit organization that empowers youth to develop a social entrepreneurial mindset to make an impact and excel in their future careers. Okay, we're talking about excellence. We are here to inspire youth to be impact-driven, self-starters, change makers, and problem solvers who are motivated to hustle to make the world a better place. Get Your Impact On is a show we've created to provide real-world examples of leading changemakers to supplement Fulfill's extensive curriculum on social entrepreneurship, sustainability, diversity, equity, and inclusion, financial literacy, and more. To give y'all the tea on my girl Tiffany, Tiffany Yao is a serial social entrepreneur, venture capitalist, community builder, and dual degree graduate of the University of Pennsylvania. Yes, my girl has a BA and MS in sociology and nonprofit leadership. Amen. She's been recognized by Forbes, ABC, Fox, Adweek for her work in impact and has also, also given a TED Talk explaining Fulfill's philosophy on impact. Y'all better check it out. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing day. I am Naomi Israel, and I am the head of content here at Fulfill. And today, I have the privilege of interviewing the one and only Tiffany Yao, our founder, our queen, who has started this amazing company. And she's going to give us a little bit of insight into that journey. And so Tiffany, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to hear the wisdom that you have to share today. So our first question is, what was the problem that you saw and solved through creating Fulfill? Thanks so much, Naomi. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to talk more about Fulfill and the um, theme of problem finding and problem solving. So when I was uh, doing my last year in college at Penn, I I was doing like the very senior thing to do, like applying for jobs. And there's when I was doing so, there's this one tab that was just so odd. I read um, most applied for by your colleagues. And like, as it's not like anxiety provoking enough, <laughs> I um, like I clicked on, I, I saw that, you know, everyone is going to um, different 
cities except for Philly, which is where I went to college. Um, mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really interesting because they, yeah. all the people I went to school with, they just want to go elsewhere, which makes sense. But I, I thought, you know, Philly is like a really, it's a, it's a good city. And I think for me, I think it really bothered me to think that if people are coming to a place calling it home for four years and then leaving without giving anything back and I think personally I care a lot about giving back and I'm not even from Philly right I'm from Southern California uh grew up there my whole life I I somehow really resonated with Philly and calling it home I think the problem that I was trying to figure out is how can we really get youth inspired to want to give back to their local communities? Because I think it just really begins with that and understanding, you know, how youth and people in general can feel more invested. And so that was kind of how Fulfilled came about. Um, So at the moment, uh, we don't work with college students, but instead we saw that it was a bigger opportunity with high school students which led us to basically uh, empowering youth to develop this social entrepreneurial mindset to be able to excel in their own career paths and make an impact in their local communities. So yeah, that's kind of, I guess, how it started. But also that was a problem that we initially were intending to solve. It's kind of how we changed a little bit over time and the social entrepreneurial mindset part too. Like that's so important because Um, Like we're not even trying to, we're not trying to make a bunch of entrepreneurs, you know, I think like, I think, you know, everyone has a different stance on entrepreneurship, right? But um, the idea of entrepreneurship is like being a self-starter, hustler, problem solver, opportunity seeker, like that's a really important skill to have in life to help you fix, but then to do it in like a social impact way, a social entrepreneurially minded way, it's so important because like we want to develop good people in this world right um and I think that also influences a lot of like how we hire I think the biggest thing is like we always talk about um like everyone always asks like oh how do you hire at fulfill like what do we what do you need to look for what what degree what and it's like I at the very core of it's like you have to be a good person uh, like just genuinely a good person like we want to be able to build good people who are inspired to make some type of difference in their future careers Tiffany, that's so good. And I can attest to especially our team being full of good people. And I love hearing you tell that story because every time I'm just reminded of my first econ class at NYU, I was just taught that, oh, if you're going to start a business, the only thing you should care about is making profit. And that is the main like focus. And so being here at Fulfill and knowing that it's others focus and it's really centered around being a good person and making an impact. That's so important. And I know that you started this, you're saying you're like senior year undergrad and you're so young, still so young. And so can you tell me more about like what the journey was like? Because it's one thing to have an idea and to see a problem and another thing to like try to tackle it. For sure, for sure. Honestly, it was a really hard problem to solve. Because just like, how do you do that? Like most people don't even know what social entrepreneurship is. Like I think yeah. oftentimes, like even like um, even most people and like most students do initially, they'll think like social entrepreneurship is like social media or networking what? for entrepreneurship, <laughs> which is like a very digital age. <laughs> but it's true. It's like it's yeah. a very digital age. <laughs> yes. <thing. laughs> um, like it's very natural to think that like considering like how people grew up like with more technology than yeah. we did because I guess like we're old <laughs> compared to the students 
like no it was hard because I think one like on the personal side like I was in my last year of college and like I think a big reason for why I was like I'm going to start something was because I I had a hard time finding a job (laughs) I was like I don't know what on earth I'm going to do but you know I'm like maybe maybe I'll make my own job and I had an extra year of school also um Mm -hmm. ended up doing my master's um right after it too so I was like oh maybe the master's is in nonprofit leadership too. So I was like, oh, like, I'll start something, make it like a really hands-on learning experience, try to really make something out of it. Hopefully like things turned out okay. But so that was the personal side, like on the problem side of like, what is this problem that I'm seeing? It's college students leaving for what seems to be almost every other year, like the problem of talent retention. So at first we did a ton of things with different colleges and it spread really well we had I think like eight colleges within a few months we had like an ambassador doing their thing and social entrepreneurship and everything mm-hmm. but then it was so hard to get funding for it I I was honestly just like so mind blown and I think also too for me like within like Asian culture <laughs> it's very like going down like an entrepreneurial route it's like very unconventional my parents like my parents like initially like they're immigrants too and I think there honestly was no such thing as like a friend's family around. Like the, who's going to know anyone to be able to like yeah. provide that capital to fund you. So, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want to like use like my family's money and everything. And I think that was really hard. Um, so I think it was just not sustainable in any way. We, there's no way to properly monetize it that I was able mm-hmm. to figure out. And so... I think I was just in the car one day and I was like driving and like like a Disney song popped up and then I was like I was like oh gosh I wish I knew about social entrepreneurship when I was this young or something or just like the idea of an option like this and I was like oh like why can't why can't people know about like that young and so that was actually how like we pivoted to high schools um we it, it was like with that thought and then basically in entrepreneurship you can't just make assumptions about things you have to really prove it out test it out like you got to be really data driven yeah so um basically i put out a ton of surveys to like different high schools in the area um and it turned out that over 60 65 percent of students want to start something uh, but like over 70 percent don't have access to like any curriculum or any idea of how to do so any resource that's huge (laughs) that's really big so yeah it it was at least like a big enough stat to kind of go off of to like figure out a way to be able to create content that students have access to and so uh yeah that was kind of how it went it was a lot to kind of change directions after like eight months or so um because it was like well this is like the majority of the year <laughs> I spent doing this yeah. and I could either give up or keep going and do something else. So that was kind of how it was like. Um, but I think for whatever problem that you're trying to solve, there's always many different solutions you can, like maybe there's a different solution I could, probably could have done to have made like college students be like, who mm. knows? But I think, um, yeah, so it really depends. Yeah, and I love how, like, even though that was must have been like such a hard shift because you were so focused on like college students, college students for so long, like, I'm glad that you gave yourself that like 
flexibility to be like, oh, actually, I think this is where I want to go. Let me try this out and see where it goes. And not just like, oh, well, I'm here, so I have to stay here. And also your story is so beautiful and just like so many people can relate to that. It's so easy to see these other people who have like resources just from being born into a certain family or certain neighborhood. And so you being able to just like start this when you kind of don't have people that you can be like, oh, hey, can I have my small loan of a million dollars, please? You know, (laughs) so I just think that's so like admirable and inspirational. And I know you're like older now and you've been doing this for a couple of years and like doing so much better than you were at the beginning. So like now, like when you look back, like, is there something that you would have done differently to try to solve this problem or tackle it? Sure. And thank you too. I think, um, you know, I mentioned it's so important to like identify those assumptions. An assumption is basically something that needs to be true for you to succeed, but it's like you have to test that out, right? Um, and so, I mean, I was able to test that out uh, to make sure that the high school student um, pivot worked, but then I did not do that for the college level um, mm. portion of it. And I wish I did. At the same time, I'm glad I didn't because I'm like, oh, maybe I wouldn't ended up doing it if I got all that data too. Um, because I think oftentimes like we create solutions for problems that we see in our lives. Our whole curriculum is around this idea, like the people closest to the problems are closest yeah. to the solutions. Even though you're experiencing it, you want to make sure this is like a widespread problem. There's like a big market right. opportunity. Right. Right? Um, and so, um, yeah, I kind of wish I validated it more a little bit like earlier on. Um, but I felt like, I don't know, I'm, I'm personally just someone who like, I just don't like giving up. I honestly just feel bad if I ever give up on stuff. And um, I think uh, because of like, I was eight months in, I was like, no, it can't, it can't end here. Like there has to be no. another way. <laughs> First of all, the fact that, I just love you and your spirit and you're like not going to give up. And I'm glad that you didn't because now we have fulfilled today. So thank you. And um, it's cool how, like what you were saying in the beginning about entrepreneurship being so data driven and how you need to have that data. Like the fact that you even did that. I'm just like, that's such a good idea. Guys, take notes, like make sure, like send out surveys, figure out, make like when you're making these assumptions, make sure that they're like, there's some like, weight to the assumption um like tiffany did so so good and so our next question is where do most of your problems arise from in other words what is often the root cause Ooh, tell us about that root cause you know even in the curriculum like we talk so much about this um like like what is a root cause right i think yeah um like for how we as it's like asking why a bunch of times like five times um it's like okay well why are people like leaving for what seems to be like every other city right uh, except for like wherever I spent college it's like okay well maybe like they want to like explore like another city or like oh maybe they're tired of the city and it's like okay why is that and then you just keep asking why like a ton of times um until you literally have <laughs> no other place to go yeah. usually it's like i think um people say like ask why five times to get to it and i think oftentimes in entrepreneurship and also design thinking as a concept too you want to think of of problems in terms of their causes and their symptoms like what's the cause what's an effect like a symptom is you know like even if you think like medically right right um it's like it's like I have a cough but it's like 
don't have like the coughing disease or anything. It's right. just like it's like okay, maybe I have a cold or like like God forbid COVID, right? So yeah. God forbid. <laughs> um, but you know, it's um <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's it's so important to like really understand what is the root cause versus the symptom of whatever problem that you're trying to solve. Because oftentimes if you solve for the symptom, it's like are you really making a dent in the problem? Mm-hmm. And so you can think of it like in many different ways, like even medic, right? Like if you identify the wrong symptom and it's like from deeper than that, yeah. it's like at someone's life, right? <laughs> and you right. know, I think it's so important to just really understand the root cause. And also too, I think to be able to figure out the root, it's a fun activity sometimes too, because I think you really figure out like what, you care about when you're trying to define the problem you solve I think it really helps you understand like your values too Mm -hmm. I remember one time like I was helping out like some students when we were just testing out some of our our curriculum and everything I just helped them on the side with like their college essays and everything I think they were like talking about the story of you know how they grew up and this experience and then I, I kind of pressed them more and like, okay, like, why are you talking about this story? We need to understand like a little bit more yeah. about you and what you care about. Um, so I think, yeah, long story short, um, it's important to understand like what is the root cause and what's the symptom of it and um, to be able to really make an impact uh, from that. That's so important. We love root cause analysis. Okay, guys don't come up with a solution before you figure out the problem. And like Tiffany said, those closest to the problems are usually the ones with the the solutions. Um, And so to continue on this conversation, like, would you say there is, was there a general solution to that root problem? That's a really good question. I think honestly, there's many different solutions that could have been made. For us, it was like social entrepreneurship, I guess now like a social entrepreneurial mindset. Uh, for high school students that could have been for college students mm. uh, that could have been for middle school students um, it could have totally been like a different topic um, it, we could have created curriculum for like every subject we could have had like social yeah. impact math or something you know I don't know how that would look like but <laughs> <laughs> it's like like Sally started 10 companies that did xyz <laughs> to change the world <laughs> Instead of like like ten watermelons at the grocery store, <laughs> you so, love the watermelon question, <laughs> right? It's like there's it's so important to at least like bring in that perspective. However you do it, I think there's definitely many ways to go about it, but I think the key outcomes are definitely aligned in whatever solution that you're trying to create. And I feel like even for the solutions that like our students do, for you guys who are trying to solve a problem and thinking of a few different ways, like I think there's no right solution at the end of the day. And I feel like this is like such a cliche thing about life. It's like there's no right path. The right path is like what you do and what you take. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I think honestly, it really is just so important uh to just pick something go with it make sure you validate it beforehand Mm. uh, because it'll just save you time too and then you have the data points too it's like oh I did research on this and it turns out like that's much more credible than saying oh like this is an experience that I I went through and I I assume that a lot of people went through this too 
a lot of tips on like, especially like data, data driven and making sure that you're validating the assumptions that you're making and the problems, like you're finding your why, are there any more steps that you would say, that you would give to students who have ideas and see problem and they're just not sure like how to start solving? What steps would you recommend? Yeah, there's there's so many things you can do, um, but at the same time, I feel like sometimes when we solve like really big problems, it's very overwhelming too. Um, mm-hmm. so I think sometimes like the problems just like, are, are, like they're so big, like I want to solve homelessness. How do I solve homelessness? Like, yeah. like, I don't know. You could, you could do a bunch of different things. Right? right. I mean, I think one thing definitely is consider like practicality. Like I think of entrepreneurship, there's definitely a lot of optimism, but also like be a realist in some ways and understand mm-hmm. like what resources do you actually have readily available to like actually make it easier for you to be able to start something? So if you happen to have intense knowledge on something really specific, just because like maybe you geek out about it or like maybe someone in your family does this or, you know, some like a certain type of occupation, think you can start there with like what you have. And I think so much of entrepreneurship is literally just being resourceful and like being scrappy. So I think kind of just observing what you have readily available in your, I guess, arsenal, <laughs> right? To be able to really like get at that problem. Besides that though, I mean, I, I know I mentioned this already, but like, I think make sure you really actually care about the problem that you're trying to solve. I, I think what definitely kept me in after like even the eight months of working on Fulfill before that pivot too is like, I actually just really cared about the problem too. I think for me, social entrepreneurship was a concept that I think really changed my own perspective on a lot of different things and even helped me believe in like my own capacity to like make a difference. Honestly, when you're able to realize the difference you can make, that's honestly very life-changing. And like, it definitely was for me. And so I think that was kind of like my why and like my sense of purpose for wanting to solve this problem with social entrepreneurship that I saw. So it's like, you definitely need to have some attachment to it or else it's easy to give up on the problem too, if you don't feel compelled enough to. So definitely like solve something that you care about because you're going to spend a lot of time, (laughs) like a lot of time (laughs) on it. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I also wanted to like mention, or you can talk more into this, like you started this company when you were 21 and I know we're saying like make sure that you you use the resources that you do have but that doesn't mean that you need to have like everything figured out before you start or anything like like Tiffany did not start like that like can you tell us more about that and how like when you started it wasn't like oh I know everything that I need to do and like okay I got all this stuff together and then I started like it wasn't like that at all can you like talk more about that because I feel like that's a very big misconception it's like oh I can't start until I have all of these boxes checked off and it's like no, you can start even when you kind of don't even know what you're doing. I have like two responses, but like, I think the fun is like, definitely just do it. You know, like if you don't do it, you're not going to know. Like you're not going to know unless you try. And it, it, it's a cliche thing, I guess. But I mean, honestly, it's so true. Like you could literally be planning. Imagine planning a whole business for a year and not actually doing anything about it. And then actually executing it like one year after. And it's like, oh, well this didn't work (laughs) you know I just sent out emails to different schools and asked if they're interested in something along these lines and like we're trying to create something that could kind of 
create this type of impact that we were explaining and um like that was validating right but um I think definitely just start do something because like everything that you do is validation to that assumption right so it's like even the universities like they saw like oh there's a need for this but it was uh, just on the other side it was just hard to monetize it for Mm -hmm. our side um but uh, on the other end too you know I think so I I think I mentioned this, but I, I usually mention it really early on. Like, I don't have a traditional business background. I studied sociology in undergrad, and some people might be like, what is that? It's, like, basically the study of society um, <laughs> and, like, how society influences people and how people influence society. But I think through it, I definitely understood, like, oh, these are the root causes for a lot of different problems out there. And I learned that there's no black or white. It's always gray in terms of, like, these world issues and everything. but I mean, with that, I did not know anything about entrepreneurship necessarily. Um, so for me, I definitely just leveraged whoever I could get in touch with who like seemed that they wanted to be helpful or seemed like they had like good industry knowledge about it and just asked them for their honest feedback. Because honestly, I think asking for feedback is such an underrated thing too. And, you yeah. know, I think... And I think that's also a great way to get like a mentor, which <laughs> I know like we definitely like courage yes, to. Mentor. Right? Um, but you know, to be able to ask someone for their genuine advice and feedback, it's it's helpful not only to you, but people they actually like being helpful more than you think. And I think also to people like it's an opportunity for them to also talk about themselves and their work too. And like people also just like they can go days talking about themselves. Yes. So yes. <laughs> So, I mean, honestly, um, to kind of just be open and honest about with it, with people, like maybe you find them on LinkedIn or wherever, or even the speakers that we bring on here too. Even if you want to ask me anything, you're welcome to reach out. But like asking them like for their genuine thoughts and feedback and like, you know, they'll feel invested too. But that also helps you understand what is the problem that I'm actually tackling? Like how big is it? What do I need to be? careful of um what should I avoid what are good practices in solving it so definitely leverage people too that's so good definitely like don't make that fall on deaf ears like reaching out to people like the reason that I'm even here at Fulfilled today is because I messaged Tiffany on LinkedIn one day to to have a conversation a short 15 minute zoom call and then my life was forever changed and here we are today and so when we say like reach out to people like actually do that that helps so much like tiffany is saying people really do love to talk about themselves they love to help because they've been through this journey and so what a great opportunity for them to make your journey a little bit easier because they might have fallen a couple times you know so definitely take that advice but even i'm talking about advice like if you could give like one piece of closing advice on like problem solving like what would it be and why give us that good good that key what was the one key that you're going to give us unlock the door and before even answering this question just to add on to like what we talked about in the last question too don't just reach out to one person and if they don't reply like reach out to like 10 20 like whatever people I guarantee at least one to like five or ten will respond to you because there's definitely just some people who just don't have time and like that's okay but like you know I think there's also people that are very willing to help so um yeah don't give up on that just like make sure that you do a little bit more 
And then for the one piece of advice, I know I mentioned this earlier, but it's just so, so important to um, really pick a problem that you genuinely care about. Because honestly, you know, there's that stat that like 99% of businesses fail or, or, you know, something crazy like that, Um, you know, but, you know, honestly, though, for me, I, I think I'm a big optimist sometimes when it comes to this, but it's like, you can't fail if you don't give up, right? <laughs> and it's like, and I think with me thinking about root cause, it's like, okay, why do we give up? Okay, maybe if you don't care about it enough, right? So like, pick a problem that you really care about, because like, you're going to feel at least a little bit more motivated to want to get through obstacles, even when it's tough. And it seems like, stuff doesn't work um, but try something else you know versus just giving up so I think it's just so important to just really figure out um, not only the problem it is but it's like also like what do you personally care about and value and like that's a deep question at the end of the day but I mean it's really important to just develop that personal connection with the problem right Tiffany that's so good so Guys, I hope you're taking notes because Tiffany really just dropped so many wisdom bombs on us. Um, Thank you so much for your time, Tiffany. Like, this is just making me even want to think about like, what is my why? Like, and I want to also mention that like, as happy as we are giving this interview, like entrepreneurship is not easy. Like, Tiffany is so busy. She does so much work. Like, it is a hard journey. Like, there are going to be times when you're like, the obstacle is hard to get through. And like, things don't happen the way you want them to happen. So it's definitely not easy at all. But like Tiffany was saying, like having the passion and the heart to actually believe in what you're doing, to have that be your fuel is so important. So that like during those times, you don't just, you're not just like, oh, I'm done. It's like your heart for it is like too big that you're like, I gotta keep going. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, you know? So yeah, Tiffany, I just want to thank you so much for, um, blessing us with your words it was really important and I hope you guys came out with something um like a new perspective on something and you're empowered we're here to empower you guys to get out there and make an impact in your community so thank you so much Tiffany and thank you everyone for watching have a great day